The Good Buddies Anime Podcast is hosted by two rowdy, foul-mouthed American cowboys. Listener discretion is advised. What's up and welcome to the Good Buddies Anime Show. I am your good buddy, Roger. And I am your good buddy, Brandon. That was a really good, that yeah, was man. guttural. Guttural, dude. Hell yeah. Had to get up in my guts for that. All up, all up in your guts. Well, don't get too high in those guts because we got to get to the top, <laughs> the tippy top of this here mountain. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of year again, or that time of the season, I guess. It's that time of the season. We, we do it four times a year. Yeah, four times a year. But it's once again. But it's the last time of this year. Hell yes. It is that time. <laughs> to good buddy Brandon and Rogers. Mount Vibe Chat. Hey, <laughs> 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 Snowball. What? What? <laughs> All right. Uh, so if, if, if somehow you're not familiar or this is your first time watching one of our tier lists, uh, we're a bunch of fucking dorks. Maybe you're listening to the tier list, by the way. Maybe you're listening so. to the tier list, however it is. Uh, we, once again, are counting down all the top, our, we're putting tier listing all the new anime se- series from this, the fall 2023 season. Uh, we do it four times a year, and it's fall, baby, so we got to do it. Uh your boy, good buddy Brandon, has watched exactly one episode of everything that's on here. There are Holy 36. fuck, dude, this is a lot. There's a lot. It's, I think it's legitimately, I try, I looked at some of the old tier lists. I think this is legitimately the most we've had in a single season since we started doing the tier list. Some of these I didn't even realize wore new shows. Yeah. I, I saw some of these and I'm like, oh, no, that show's been on here. Ah, there's just so many, dog. <laughs> uh, but yes, we're back. We're doing it. Uh, disclaimers, as we always say, first of all. Brandon's the one who's putting these on the list. Your boy Roger watched a few of them. Good buddy Roger watched a few of these. He will have input. He yeah. will have some uh, sway on where these go. Uh, but it is mostly good buddy Brandon's list, and therefore my thoughts are my own. My opinions are my own. And if you disagree, hey, that's fine. It's okay that you think I'm wrong, and I can disagree with you. We can all be good buddies still. But also I'm right, because I have to be. That's how they, these tier lists go, right? Yep. All right. Uh, beyond that, again, this is a vibe check. Uh, we are going off of exactly one episode. I uh, fully expect some of these to get better, some of these to get worse. It happens every damn season. Uh, I will say that a few of these, I was like, I don't know about this one. But then I, I did a little research on them, and like, I find people saying, oh, yeah, well, the story gets way better in the manga, so that first few was going to be tough. And I'm like, okay. But here we are. We're doing it. Uh, one last bit of... Uh, of uh, you know, housekeeping. Uh, there's two things about this one. One, one of these shows, we typically do new series straight up, no sequels or stuff, sometimes a spinoff. One of these I did not realize was a sequel slash spinoff until I had already watched it. It's still on the list. We will get to it. And there was another show that is not on this list that is currently going up on Crunchyroll uh, called something like Let Me Check the Walkthrough or something that I looked it up and apparently that's actually a show from last year that we're just now getting somehow. 
I think it's out of China, so maybe there was a delay or something. Uh, and it's going up one episode at a time, but that is not a new season, so it's not it's not actually a new series from last year, so it's not on the list. Maybe we'll do a maybe one day we'll go back and do a like good buddies misconnections mm-hmm. uh, for some stuff yeah, that we didn't didn't make idea. the list because there's also going to be some stuff that isn't actually it's out separate yet. Separate tier list, dude. Maybe there's also going to be some stuff that's like not actually out yet that is new this season that isn't going to be on here. This is the bulk of it though, and it's Friday when we record Friday the thirteenth. In mm-hmm. fact, oh god. It is that spooky season. Does, so this ooh, is technically is this is technically ghoul buddy. This is here. this is straight up the spookiest day of the year. Yo yo yo, Count Cocula in the house? Ab- absolutely not. Leave me out of this. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Dr. Wankenstein. Leave leave me alone. Uh thanks thanks Count Cocula. Don't call me that. Get out, man. All right. So here we go. We're doing it. Uh, and Do I will try. Do you think there is any other anime podcast that has more dick jokes than ours? I mean, probably, honestly. Yeah. Damn it. Us, us, Damn us fucking nerds. It's the one thing that I wanted to have. Buddy, us nerds and weebs, we're like that. You it's just got to deal. It's true. Uh, I will try to remember to let y'all know when one of these was on High Dive or something besides Crunchyroll, mm-hmm. but almost all of them are on Crunchyroll. The only and ones with I that, watched were on Crunchyroll. So. Hell yeah. And with <clears> that, <throat> Roger, bring that heat. Let Let's me, do it. Let me do the honors. Here's how I'm going to start this shit. Okay. Usually we have a method each time. I'm going to knock out some of these with huge titles right out the gate. Good plan, buddy. <clears throat> okay. Uh, let's go with a playthrough of a certain dude's VRMMO life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm starting We're right. getting it out of the way right now. Yeah. I think you could probably guess where this one's going, but uh, playthrough of a certain dude's MMO life, uh, VRMMO life, excuse me. This is, wouldn't you know it, some generic VRMMO schlock. We got a 38-year-old salary man. He logs into the new VR game and picks a mostly, picks mostly weak skills so he doesn't look like a fucking tryhard. Of course, it turns out the skills aren't particularly weak. It's just that no one was giving them a chance or using them the right way. And because of this, he ends up being quite strong and able to do a lot of things other players can't. Snore. There's really no hooks here. It's it's pretty freaking slow. Oh, we didn't. I always forget. Damn it, Roger. We didn't go through what the different levels are. Okay. Damn it. We'll put this one snoozing at the lodge because that's where it's gonna go. But okay. Good buddies. Let's let's start this one out. Roger. As I, as we always say, this is good buddy Brandon and Rogers. Mount vibe check. Imagine if you will a big snowy peak. And the best shows they go where Roger. They go to the tippity top. They sure do. And the ones that aren't quite the best, but they're they're pretty good. They're climbing up there. They're doing just fine. They're doing just fine. And then we got the ones that are eh, maybe not great. It's, maybe they're pretty close they're, to falling. They're skirting the edge, but skirting. they might they might turn into be doing just fine and make their way up to the tippity top. They might. They are cliffhangers. They are indeed. And then we have the straight up garbage boo boo trash, and those end up where Roger? Yeah, man. If you fall off that cliff, you're in the glacial chasm. And finally, just like this first uh, show we talked about, a playthrough of a certain dude's VR MMO life, we have those ones that. Didn't even make it to the mountain. They are, in fact, snoozing at the lodge. And I mean, what's worse? Yeah. Being bad or being boring? That's right. That's up to you to decide. But uh, that's where this one's going. It's snoozing at the lodge, baby. Okay. Okay. And with that, Roger, pull us off another All right, Pe- man. Peel let's, us one let's, off. Let's pull up. Give these. us a hot one. Our dating story, the experienced you and the inexperienced me. You you hit this one uh pretty, pretty early. I'll be straight with you, dog. I... I, I'm a little bit of two minds on this one, and I feel like I could talk about this one for a long time. I, I definitely have more notes well, about this one than anything else. Well, there are like 36 else. goddamn anime. Yeah, I will so. get through this quickly, but 
okay, so this one focuses on a young man named Ryuto. He's a nerd outcast. He's never had a girlfriend, has a huge crush on Runa, the super cute popular gal who is bathed in rumors of her sexual exploits. Hell uh, yeah. Yeah. He ends up asking her out basically on a dare and hit to his shock she says yes now as i said i could talk a long time about this one i will try to keep this brief and i will fail the whole conceit is that she's only dated guys <laughs> who want to bone and bail mm, if sure. you will uh pump and dump <laughs> yes the pump they ejaculate and evacuate if you will uh but ryuto is different and he wants to form an actual connection so this first episode starts in media res with him in her room and her straight up being like well we're not gonna bone Aren't we gonna? Aren't we about to have sex? To his shocked face, and then jumps back to see how we got there. So, like, here's the thing: we see that it's not even that she necessarily wants to have sex; is that she feels like it's expected of her. That's what girlfriends do, right? And because he wants to wait, and it's the show sets up Ryuto to be like this paragon of a good guy who doesn't intend to just use her, which is nice. Okay. On the other hand, Ryuto's kind of a shitty, lusty dude. Like, he goes through her drawers when she leaves the room. He's staring at her chest before they even talk, really. And his internal monologue gets really annoying as hell about how horny he actually is. Basically, I feel like the show's trying to have it both ways. To respect the autonomy of this female character and also show some skin with the fan service. And it sets him up to be a good boy who's going to teach this harlot how to be respectful. But Hell also, yeah. but also, it does have <laughs> like that. That's kind of shitty. But Hell also, yeah, <laughs> it does have some legitimately sweet moments. There's a bit where they talk about how they shouldn't do it until she wants to, not because it's you know her duty as a girlfriend or some shit like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I feel like mostly the positives on this one outweigh the negatives. We will see how another ep or two, okay, episode okay. or two goes. I think it's doing just fine. Oh, it's doing just fine. It's not I'm, even, I'm a it's little not even bit, hanging on the cliff. No, I think this one's pretty doing good. Just fine. It okay. fully depends on how they continue to write these two characters. But right now, off one, and that's all this is, is off okay. one vibe check. Okay. I kind of like it. Okay, man. What's next? Uh, let's do Budara, Budare, Budareba. 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 Budarebater. The story of a man turned into a pig. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Buddha Reba. Uh, Buddha, I believe, I don't know if it actually means pig. But Ariba. But Ariba. Uh, I know that pigs, they, they in Japan, they don't say oink, they say boop, boop. So there you go. Yeah, that's, okay. that's the sound. That's the onomatopoeia they use for pig oinking. I always thought they mostly did this. Yeah, do a little snort snort. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Buddha Reba, the story of a man turned into a pig. A random unnamed otaku gets, uh, otaku, excuse me, gets isekai'd into the body of a pig, apparently after eating some undercooked, undercooked pig liver. He meets Jess, an impossibly kind girl who can read thoughts and realizes that he's not just some pig. And then the whole show is about him having horny thoughts about her and she's like, she can hear his horny thoughts and she's like, oh, you think my short should, my, my skirt should be a little shorter? Okay. Blah, blah, fan service, blah, blah, it's trash. The one redeeming thing about this one is that the art is pretty fucking cute, especially the pig with his floppy little ears and button eyes. I think it's still trash though, boring trash. Uh, it's in the chasm. It's, oh, it's in the chasm. It's okay. in the chasm. Okay. I, I, it's just kind of shit, man. Okay, okay. It is, the art style is very cute. May I don't know. I don't plan on this one. Okay. I don't foresee this one turning it around. Well, you said personally. boring trash, so. Boring trash, it's mostly trash. Okay, okay, okay. I don't know how I missed this one probably because it's the very beginning, but. Jesus. The 100 girlfriends who really, 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 really love you. That is five reallys, y'all. All right. All right. I'm as shocked as anyone to tell you I like this show a lot. 
So, I mean, a title like that, this is clearly some hero bullshit, right? My 2023 bingo card. No, I don't think anyone did. So, look, y'all, if y'all listened to more than half an episode of this, you know I'm not big on the fan service and the harem shit, but like the show, (laughs) but it's it's kind of cute. So here's the thing. I'm I'm attempting to understand, to like make the leap that, you know, if that's what the show is, that's fine. But sometimes it's trash. This one, though. Rintaro is uh, leaving middle school, having never had a girlfriend, despite having confessed to 100 girls. He prays at a shrine and has an encounter with the god of love, who tells him that he will, in fact, meet his soulmate in high school. Thing is, God made a little bit of a whoopsie, and Rintaro actually has 100 soulmates. Wow. Harem bullshit ensues. Yes, there's a bit of fan service, mostly from the one girl with the two short skirt and the two thick thighs. Here's the thing, though. The show fucking works because it because it is taking the romantic comedy and saying comedy mostly. It really is putting the comedy back in romantic comedy. The jokes do not stop, but for a brief brief blushing scene or two. And I legitimately cannot remember the last time that I full on laughed out loud at one of these type of shows so much. Um, I don't know if it's going to keep that up past the first episode but i really did like this first one there's like goofy shit in there where like he's talking to the god of love and the god of love's like you see i have made a mistake you made a mistake huh yes uh you actually have a hundred soulmates i have a hundred soulmates huh? hey can you stop repeating me you're you're stepping on my lines god damn it like shit like that it's fucking goofy it's borderline um freaking uh asobia sobase like how fast the jokes come I really fucking liked it. Okay. I think okay. it's worth watching. I think it's doing just fine. It's doing just fine. Okay. All right, man. Well, let's go from that first one all the way to this last one over. The Vexations of a Shut-In Vampire Princess. Lord have mercy. Uh, let me pull it up in my notes. All right. So this one is on High Dive. Haha, I remembered. It's like they're not running out of ideas. They're just running out of titles. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, a lot of a lot of these are going to be kind of similar. I mean, you know, there's going to be like three. No, I, I get the joke. You know, four MMOs. I think it's 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 you know that was just me joking. Yeah, I yeah, think, you're I think right. It's more or less running out of know. words, baby. So this one's on high dive. Uh, Taro Komari is a vampire noble who hates the sight of blood, which obviously is not great for her because consuming blood is necessary to vampire growth and as such she has remained small and frail and weak her entire life but after a misunderstanding with her father she is suddenly thrust into war being named one of the seven vampire champions who must win a hundred wars to become the ruler of the kingdom or die if they fail of course because she's so weak her main goal is going to be to lie to her troops and make it look like she's super powerful powerful so they will follow her there's a lot going on here tons of non-sequitur jokes uh, a lot of characters being seemingly like super horny for her including the current uh monarch uh of the vampires and her new maid who like at one point just shows up full-on nude in her bed uh there's all the the other thing there's just like weird shit right so like you gotta get a hundred wins over the other kingdoms but there's only seven kingdoms how does that work well it turns out every time they have one of these fights there's some kind of magic bullshit that like revives everyone so you just keep redoing against the same people over and over again Ah, it's goofy bullshit decent art a lot of soft fan service i think it's okay it's just like it's a lot it's just a bit much i think so i'm putting it in a cliffhanger i'm not out but it's a bit much okay okay 
Let's do, I'm giving the disgrace, no, okay, here, I'm going to put this one on my bingo card right now. Here we go. Just write that in there. Here we go. I'm giving the disgraced noble lady I rescued a lesson in naughtiness. A lesson in naughtiness. So there's, there's, I've actually seen a couple different tiles for this one. A lesson in naughtiness or a crash course in naughtiness, whatever it is. Uh, okay, so... The demon king who lives alone in the forest finds a young woman who has fainted while running from royal guards. He finds out after rescuing her that she is, in fact, on the run after her fiancé, the prince, accused her of several crimes and threw in the dungeon or some shit. And what, that while she was technically a noble woman, she was basically treated like a servant and has never known any fun or pleasure or excitement. Now, looking at that title, you would think this is going to be some old bullshit, fan servicey, whatever. As it turns out, when he says a lesson to naughty, he means like doing stuff for you instead of everyone else Damn because it, my that, bingo card is there all you go fucked up. there you go because literally the first episode the lesson is we're having dessert for dinner which is super cute like yeah. they just eat a bunch of cakes okay. and chocolate it's okay. it's kind of nice honestly so you saying you saying she's not running from the devil she's running with the devil <laughs> jesus christ Rich. i'll be here all night folks this fucking guy um so honestly it's kind of cute there are some issues like so for one thing, he wants her to be his living maid, and she's like, I don't know about that. And he basically extorts her. He threatens to kill himself if she doesn't. And I'm like, all right, dude, that's kind of heavy. Can you chill? Uh, and then they have cake for dinner. It's it's all right. It's a little it's a little all over the place. The art style is okay. It's kind of cute premise. The demon guy is a lot. He's got the skunk hair and red eyes. He's like clearly from someone's fucking deviant art or whatever. Um, and he like super, he's super OP and beats all the Royal guards without even lifting a f uh, fucking finger. I don't know. It's, it's, it's cute, but it's a lot. Uh, I'm putting it at a cliffhanger as well. Again, not out on this one, but boy, there's a lot going on there. Cliffhanger. Okay. Uh, you want to do one that I did? Yeah, bring it. Pick one out of here. Let's see here. Um, let's do, you know what? Let's do bull buster. You watched Bullbuster? I did watch Bullbuster, yeah. All right. Uh, or as fucking Haley keeps calling it, Ballbuster, even though she didn't watch any of it. She's like, you mean Ballbuster? No, it's yeah. Bullbuster. Fuck. All right. So Bullbuster, huge monsters have appeared and forced humanity out of their homes, and what appears to be a former construction company has been given funds to work rework their machines to fight the beasts. Now a new hire, a young inventor who created his own robot, Bullbuster, has been brought in to help. So it's a bunch of company politics and contracts with some robot monster fight. Got it. Art's decent. I like it. Honestly, I like this first episode. It just, I wasn't instantly gripped. It doesn't mm -hmm. have great hooks. It's a very good and very well done show. It just doesn't have the hooks for me. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, man? I think so. So, you know, a lot of the, I thought the animation was really good. Yeah. Uh, the mech design was really good. Yep. I actually liked quite a few of the characters, and I thought there was a really funny moment when the dude's come over flapped on his head. I loved that, and I loved like how they they turned they really turned on the fucking animation budget when Homie just starts playing the taiko drum. Yeah, that was great. Like it's pretty decent. Yeah. Um, I think I think there is a lot to like in this show. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I really love the the. I like the character designs. I think yeah. they're all original and unique. They're really decent. I do agree with that. The with the first episode not really hooking you. Yeah. But I can see that something good is being set up there. You can see it coming. Yeah, yeah. For this one to be, you know, it's not gonna be, you know, it's not gonna be a blue gender or anything sure. like that. 
But I mean, it's kind of got that that feeling to it. Big crazy monsters, maybe a darling in the Franks almost without the yeah. sexuality, you know. But you and know, hopefully that, a better ending. Apparently, yeah, I've yeah. never seen it. I actually didn't mind the ending, but I'll, okay. I'll maybe we'll do a hot take uh, so, episode one day. Let me ask you there, buddy Roger. Where would you put this one? I'm gonna put it. Uh, I would put it towards the higher end of doing just fine. I concur. I think it's a doing just fine. I'm gonna put it right in the middle. Sure. There we go. Works for me. Okay. Uh, go ahead and grab us another one. All right, now back to shit I haven't watched. My daughter left the nest and returned an S-rank adventurer. So this is one of the very earliest uh, shows that I watched this season. One of the I think might actually be the literal first one I watched. Um, so this one's about a semi-retired adventurer. Uh, dude who finds a baby in the woods this is the second show where someone just finds someone in the woods and then takes them uh and then he raises that uh that child to be his own child 12 years later she's off to the city become an adventurer and five years after that she's the baddest ass badass around so badass in fact that unfortunately all the toughest jobs are given to her adventuring party despite several tries and, and despite several tries she has not been able to visit her dear old pop because her time off gets keeps getting pushed back really cute show really cute premise really decent art style just a really cute premiere i really liked it not huge hooks not unlike bullbuster i put it pretty much in the same category as bullbuster okay where it's like really well done but does doesn't have the hooks for me fine. not yet uh i'll give it a couple more maybe but okay. it's just super pleasant it's just <clears throat> kind of real nice i think it's doing just fine yeah okay okay um let's go with um let's do ron kamano hashi's forbidden deductions come on i gotta so I'm searching. Yeah, the, right. I think you did. I'm searching these up in my notes to try and uh, find them. Um, hang on, because I I can't spell that dude's name either. There we go. Ron Kamanohashi's Forbidden Deductions. This one also you may see under uh, Ron Kamanohashi uh, Deranged Detective or some shit like that. Uh, mm. I forget the actual name of it, but like there's there's again a couple different names for this one. I think the manga they changed the name a little bit from the manga or something. Okay, so a serial killer has gripped the city for nine months and none of the detectives have made any headway. In his desperation, Detective Ishika is turned toward Ron Kamanohashi, a brilliant detective who has become a full-on shut-in hermit who shuns the outside world. Artist's fine, story's fine. For me, it comes down to the mystery of why this brilliant detective is in exile to begin with. And once you find out why, all right. Uh, once we find out, it wasn't really enough to hook me in for more. I think it is worth giving it a shot if you like detective stories and stuff. I will say this. This guy's whole deal, like, he's actually, like, Sherlock Holmes on crack. He, like, motherfuckers are, like, haven't been able to figure out who the serial killer is for nine damn months. He walks in, goes to one crime scene. He's like, got it. Like, knows instantly. And then go. they go and find the motherfucker. Um... And I, I don't really want to spoil what his whole deal is, why he's like sh keeping himself away from society and solving mysteries. But when you find out it, I, I think the moment you find out and whether or not that's interesting to you is going to be what break, makes or break this one for you. For me, it was pretty middling. Uh, I think it's a cliffhanger. It's not bad, but I kind of whatever. It's hanging on that cliff. It's hanging on. Ron <clears throat> Kamanahashi. Is hanging the fuck on. All right, man. Tell me about the family circumstances of the irregular witch. Uh, 
gotta get my search function back. This freaking thing don't. We're, we're finally work. starting to run run low on big titles. So finally, can you believe it? All mm -hmm. right, family circumstances of the irregular witch. All right, uh, this is the yet another found a baby in the woods series. A two hundred something year old witch who looks like she's thirteen finds a baby in the wood and raises her woods and raises her. Uh, Sixteen years later, that baby is her apprentice that looks like a grown ass adult with big old titties. Okay. The quote-unquote daughter looks like she'd be the mom. They're both overly protective of each other. Comedy ensues. First half leans heavy on the boob jokes, but after that, it's honestly super fucking cute. Uh, and when I say boob jokes, it's mostly like, you know, mom agrees to buy her a pet or something, and she, like, freaks out and hugs her so much that, like, her face is squishing her boobs. It's nothing, like, super fan service-y. Um, it's never, like, overly, you know weird about it it's honestly just kind of cute this goofy little family where like the mom who again looks like a teenage girl is like being really protective of her because he knows all these dudes are looking at her but then the girl who again looks like a grown-ass adult with big old titties is looking at him like i know they're just trying to get my mom no i don't need no daddy i love my mommy like that kind of shit it's honestly just really cute uh, it, it, it gets cute, especially when they try to decide what kind of familiar to get. If, I don't know if you can see in the image there, but there is a goofy looking yeah, bird thing she's yeah, riding. Yeah, a little gooby ass looking dude Has a there. fucking phoenix. He's the best part of the show. He's goofy as hell. He looks like some like a five-year-old drew him, and he comes and he's like, Why have you summoned me? Do you wish for my power? And it's like, dude, you look like a hand turkey. Can you chill? It's very cute. Uh, I, you know. Is this the first Tivity Top or is this no, just doing just No, I think it's doing fine. just fine. It's okay. also doing just fine. Um, but I do like it, honestly. A uh, little heavy on the boob jokes in that first half, but it's super cute. I liked it. What do you got next? All right, man. The Demon Sword Master of Excalibur Academy. Demon Sword Master of Excalibur Academy. All right. Uh, this one is, again, on High Dive. Uh, let's see. The undead armies of darkness are defeated, and 1,000 years later, the undead king is being reincarnated. He is discovered by two young women wielding new advanced weapons and technology, like smartphones. Uh, but ha he has no idea. They have no idea who he is. Bless you. They have no idea who he is and assume that he's just lost because he's been reincarnated in the body of a 10-year-old boy. Uh... Art is fine. Characters are fine. It just takes itself a little too seriously. This Demon King kid is like all high and mighty and in his head and whatnot. Like his inner monologue is like, how dare these mere mortals, blah, blah, blah. But then like one of them makes a joke about him being really close to the other one. And he's like, and starts blushing and shit. And I'm like, okay. The thing is, you've, we've seen it before. We've seen it a hundred times and it's fine. I think it's a cliffhanger. It's not bad. It's not great. I think it's fine. Okay, it's doing just fine. I think it's doing just fine. No, no, I, I, sorry, cliffhanger. Oh, okay. It's a fine cliffhanger, Okay, it's but it's not doing just fine. Top of the cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah, fine, top of the cliffhanger, whatever. It could push somebody off. You know, maybe. It'll it'll kick off of Ron Kamanahashi and get up to doing just fine. Okay. It's okay. okay. Well, it's not, not great. Now I need to move Ron Kamanahashi over there, so it's close, you know? It's a little closer. We usually don't bother to really <laughs> pay attention to where no. these are on the level. I'm just having just so fun with know. it because there's so many of these goddamn animes. Dog, we're going to have a lot of doing just finds and cliffhangers on a mind telling Okay, you. okay. What's next? Um. Wow, we're we're actually running kind of low on big ones, finally. Big, long titles? Uh, Yeah, let's do uh, Ko Kawagoe. Ko Kawagoe Boys Sing, Now or Never. I looked at this one, I pondered it for a second, and then I pressed on. You know... 
you could do worse. This one has the interesting uh, bit of starting with one of the, the with the main characters. I believe he was. I don't remember what song it was. It might have been Amazing Grace, like just singing it in English, which was pretty fun. Apparently, this kid used to sing in in the church choir or something. I don't know. Anyway, uh, self proclaimed genius uh, in in sorry conductor is being forced by his grandmother uh, to start a boys choir at the school that she is also the principal over. Okay, it's a lot to take in. He's a bit of an idiot who freaks everyone out by getting too close and touching them, but he ends up finding three young men who he'll attempt to mold into proper singers. A lot of weird stuff here. Dude has a habit of grabbing onto the boys' chests and back to make sure that they're breathing properly. Grandma has what appears to be a pet badger that runs amok through the town and the school. And there's more boys that are probably going to end up joining because they're in the promotional images and the uh, intro who look insane one of them i mean you know you got your little guy you got the big guy you got the black guy you got one who's like got the kuwabara hair and paints his face all black and white he looks like sting he looks like crow sting kind of weird i don't know what that guy's deal is maybe he's doing a kabuki thing i have no idea uh art is kind of meh audio is pretty decent as it must be uh, it's got some goofy still stuff to put you in, but honestly, more than anything, it's a little bit boring. I think it's a snoozer. Snoozing at the lodge, baby. Snoozing. I might give it one more just to see okay. what that what that face paint got boys got deal All is. All right, man. Well, do you want to do one that I did? Yeah, bring it. Uh, well, we're talking about boys, so let's talk oh, no. about. Can't be. Let's talk about a couple of boys. My boss is goofy. Ah, uh, you son of a bitch. You actually watched this one? I did watch this one. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Uh, if I can pull it up in my notes. All right. Uh, where the fuck? Oh, no. I, I described too many things as goofy, and now I can't find the word goofy in my notes. There it is. All right. So, Mimose, uh, his old boss was so abusive that it gave him an ulcer. As such, he's got a touch of the PTSD, and he mentions that like five times throughout yeah. this episode. My boss. <laughs> Did you know I had an ulcer? <laughs> Do you know my boss was so abusive it gave me an ulcer? Um, as such, he's got a touch of the PTSD and is terrified, terrified of being abused and mistreated by his new boss, the rather stern-looking Shirosaki. It turns out, of course, that Shirosaki is a bit of an airhead goober. The shit is very fucking cute. Uh, dude tries to turn his chair around too fast and to hand someone a paper and ends up going too far and doing a full 360. Wow, what a goof. Uh, he almost trips walking down the sidewalk because he didn't want to step on a dandelion. Oh, what a goober. And every time, Mimose is like, oh my god, it's so cute. It makes you want to, every, literally, like I'm watching, I'm like, now kiss. Okay, now kiss. Like, it's one of those. Spoiler alert, they're not going to kiss. This is absolutely, this is absolutely bait. Like, they're trying to get you, they might get you. It's cute bait, though. So meh. Um, what do you think? Um, I thought that overall the show was pretty cute. Pretty real cute. Not a lot happened. And it no. had like, you know, random little segments. The one thing that really pulled me from the show that hmm. I did not like oh. is that some of the jokes are like the plays on words. I don't know that they necessarily yeah. translate to English. They they don't seem all of them don't really seem to land all that great. I was like Again, I was like what is this joke? That that's a little bit of a like that's a thing in translation, yeah. right? You got to like change some of the jokes to make them work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have to, you have to do a good job translating. And that that's a kind of thing that like in the dub we'll yeah. probably see. It felt like but you here, know it, maybe maybe there were words that rhymed or something, something like that like, like that, you yeah. misunderstood but I mean, the words were like night and day different in English. I was yeah. like, I do not 
understand yeah. what is happening. But again, here. that's that's mostly like a language barrier thing. A yeah. dub for this one presumably would fix those issues by changing yeah. the words. Yeah, but and, and, yeah. I mean, I mean, even even the maybe the, even the dub, even in the sub, you could you could you could still kind of yeah, you could hear it, it a little bit. It didn't or, really work. But or you, you know, you know, like uh, how like Kaguya-sama Love Is War yeah. would put a little note up there for you. Yes, it could use that would be helpful. Yeah, it could use some of this. But overall, I thought the guys' designs were uh, were good. Um, I really want to see this as just you know like like just a bunch of boys hanging out at work yeah. you know and even if it is a little bit romancy and lovey you know that's good too but well see that's a, I just want to throw this out here lest y'all think that I'm reading too much into this and overthinking it so there's a bit in here where they are on the subway and Mimose a dude sits next to him and he smells that dude's cologne and he starts freaking out this is how serious his PTSD is because that's that's the same cologne his old boss would wear and he starts freaking out he's so scared so he leans over closer to his new boss uh, Shirosaki and he's like oh the the fabric softener he uses it smells so good I just want to bury myself in his chest and i'm like this is fucking gay why aren't y'all kissing yeah. they're not gonna uh -huh. kiss okay they're not this is fucking bait dude i guarantee okay. it uh but okay. I, honestly it's very cute yeah i, if I mean if you're okay with watching some shit that is yeah i i will i will keep saying it undeniably super gay and they never will kiss great you're gonna be okay yeah i, I think it's cute i you know i am not opposed to boys love yeah um, it, it is, it, you know, it's not like my cup of tea. Assholes, I, don't, I don't go for those all the time. Sure. But um, there are plenty of them that I really did like. I, I'm i not opposed to it. What I'm opposed to is you got you to gotta give me something to work with on these here jokes. Wouldn't it be nice? I know. It it, it, it needs to be cute <laughs> and funny. Yeah, I thought and it I was wanna, okay. I want to see that. I love, I love workplace anime. Yeah. I fucking love it. And this has all the, the bricks put together. To have a pretty fun workplace anime, um, you think I'm, it'll get there? Or? I think I don't know. I will give it a couple more episodes. Okay, see. okay. And and if the jokes continue to not land, then you know maybe I'll pass up because there's so many other things to watch. There's a lot going on. This, this one for me is somewhere in between a cliffhanger and doing just fine. I have it marked as doing just fine. If you want to put it on a very high cliffhanger, I'd be down for that. You know what? I'm gonna put it on a or a low. Very. I'm gonna put it on the bottom of doing just fine. Okay, I'll take it. Because I didn't think it was bad. I just think that maybe maybe our side of things of the show could have done a better job to kind of. Okay. Because I was very confused. I was like, huh? Yeah. Some of they they just. I was I was, I was gearing up. I was like, okay, here comes the joke. Here comes the joke. <laughs> and it, and then it, he's it, like, guys, he's vibrating right yeah. now. Calm down. Like, it's a joke. It's gonna it's gonna give you good. And then <laughs> and then I'm like. And it's not even so stupid that I you know, like it's just like I don't understand. <laughs> it's like it's like fully missed it. It's like it's, the one about the airplane. Yeah, you know? it's it's where it's you feel like you're, you're out of the loop. You know, you're yeah. like you're like oh man. It's like it's like it's like joke. having two friends who have a really great inside joke yeah. and they're busting up <laughs> and you're wanna, just like I don't get it. I, 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 I want to laugh too. I want I want to be part of one of those one day. You know? I want to laugh too. <laughs> okay, all right. That, that was next? my boss is goofy. That was my boss is goofy. What's next, big boy? Um, 16-bit sensation, another layer. 16-bit sensation, gotta type that in. There it is. All right. <clears throat> so this one is all about Konoha. Is it about Super Nintendo? 
We'll get to it. Okay. So this one's about Konoha, who is a young woman who loves cute girls and bishoujo games, uh, dating sim type stuff. Uh, and as such, she works as an in- illustrator at a small company that produces games on the cheap. Now, more than anything, she just wants to create something. She wants her vision to be realized so that she can share it with other people. I feel that in my loins. Don't you? Isn't that fucking relatable? <laughs> uh, more than anything, that's what she wants. And... She wants people to experience that thing that she made and to see the characters the way she does. But, unfortunately, because she's at this small company and all they care about is getting stuff out quick and on the cheap, she's busy working on, I shit you not, MILF Hypnosis Salon. Yes, really. Uh, That is until she ends up transported back in time to the far-off distant year of 1992, where she runs into into a programmer. It is about the Super Nintendo. (laughs) She runs into a programmer who's tired of making those very games that she so longs to create. Really cute show, relatable characters. Honestly, it's a lot of fun. Also, it has a ton, a fucking ton of great references, many of them to real shit. She ends up like going through a bunch of games at a used game store that are like actual real ass old games. Um, mostly, again, like uh, Bishojo games and shit like that. Uh, they, there's also like billboards for like Fate Grand Order and posters of characters from Lycoris Recoil, I assume. Same production company, shit like that. Even the stuff they spoof is pretty fucking great, low. Like when she, pretty great. When she's at that used game store, on the shelf, she sees, I shit you not, PS2, not actually PS2, copies of Kingdom of Heart, Metal Gay Solid, and Metal Gay Solid 3. Clearly, these were not Raiden fans. Skip two. Uh, unclear how this is going to hu- hold up, but honestly, I fucking love this premiere. It's awesome. It's a tippity top. Okay. It's so fucking okay. good. Tippity, first it's tippity so top. fucking cute, dog. First it's tippity so top cute. of the season. And I will point out, it is the... One of the last shows, one of the more later shows I watched, that is on my list. It's like one of the last tippity tops, but there are others. Okay. I will give you that. What's next? All right, man. Let's go to this opposite end over here to a returner's magic school. Should be special. A returner's magic should be special. Oh, There's I no don't know why I said school. Uh, I mean, there is a school in here, but okay. it's not a not not in the title. All right. This is a fantasy special. series. A uh, fantasy series with a bunch of heroes that are fighting a big bad CG dragon, and I do mean bad CG dragon. When the final boss defe- is defeated, they finally relax, they remember their fallen comrades, they share some stories, and they prepare to return to their home. Then the dragon's body explodes, and they all fucking die. Well, not really. Our main guy, who seems to specialize in, like, counter magic, he's a blue mage, he wakes up at the entrance ceremony of his magic college ten years earlier. At first, he despairs that all his hard work for nothing, but then he realizes he's got another chance to prevent the tragedy that befell all of his friends and make sure that those who died along the way can survive. It looks good. It's got a decent art style except for that horrible CG dragon. But it's just so, so goddamn generic and slow. It's just, you've seen it. You've seen it a hundred times. And it's showing off like how dude, how badass the dude is gonna be and then making him restart. That only works in Metroid games, baby. This this is a pass. I'm sorry. It's a snoozer. Snoozing at the lodge, baby. Snoozing. I'm sorry. It's, a little, it's just too slow. I mean, I, I didn't hate that first episode, but okay. God, come on, man. What's next? Well, let's hear about Firefighter Daigo, Rescuer in Orange. All right, Firefighter Daigo. Uh, so this one starts with a group of firefighters that are rescuing people from a collapsing building. I It looks like after a goddamn meteor shower because the whole city's burning. Holy shit. Um, the titular Daigo is running back. Uh, uh, wait, hang on. 
Yes, the titular Daigo runs back in uh, despite his fellow Sergeant Shun realizing he's at his limit and he manages to save some people. It's great. It's really, really impressive. Really great. Yeah, he saved those people. That's awesome. He's a good firefighter. We then flash back to them in their training days where Shun is amazed by how strong and disciplined the titular Daigo is and hopes to make friends and show him he can be on his level only to find out that he's nowhere near Daigo's level and Daigo's not here to make friends. Not a bad show. It's just kind of bland. It's weird. Like, so it's decent, but like, it's weird. It feels more like a sports anime. The way they set up these guys relationship as being rivals than an actual, like, you know, firefighter rescue anime. I mean, that's definitely in there. I don't know. It's a little meh. Uh, the, the decent art style, nothing to really flip your shit over. It's just kind of okay. I got it of cliffhanger. Okay. It's fine. Cliffhanging. Okay. Hanging off the cliff. All right, let's talk about um, Paradox Live, the animation. This is a game. Uh, I believe it is a full-on multimedia experience. Uh, there's, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's an app. I mean, there's a lot of boys in here. It's definitely got some kind of app where you can download all the boys mm, or okay. something. All right. Stop me if you heard this before. Four rap groups are bought into the nearly re newly revived Paradox Club for a phantom Dude, rap it competition. Is crazy how many rap animes they are making now. Yeah. Uh, brought into the Paradox Club for a phantom rap competition. Phantom rap being a method of creating illusions while performing using these special rings or some shit. It is basically magic, and the show is basically hypnosis, Mike, if you remember hypnosis. Mike. I do. Season two is out now, by the if, way, it feels, starting right now. It feels like that was the, the rap anime that started it all. I don't know about started it all, but it definitely was in there. Uh, the CG for the stage scene is stage scenes are decent. Uh, the studios have been really stepping up their game lately with the CG, like boys on the stage. Pretty decent. There are, there are a lot of boys, by the way. You got your hot-headed main guy. You got the younger dudes who play to be an extra cute. You got the older guy who looks like somebody's professor, and it turns out is, in fact, a professor. And then you got the traditional guy who wears a robe and has kabuki-type eyeliner, because every one of these fucking shows has to have one. It's fine, but honestly, like... It's like it's like somebody saw Hypnosis Mike and was like, we have Hypnosis Mike at home, and this is it. Mm -hmm. It's... It's kind of meh. Uh, I got it at a cliffhanger. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't huge on Hypnosis Mike either, but like, hey, that one showed up first. Was and it, also, I watched the full season. Was Mike the, the one where they, it was like a bunch of people battling and stuff? Yes, it was yeah. all rap battles and stuff. And like, whenever they rap, like literally like illusions and shit start happening yeah, okay. around them. Yep. Yeah. Yep. There was the guy who like, I told you, he starts rapping and he's like, a, I think he's like a gangster guy or something. And like when he starts rapping, like a like because he's a killer a big ass skeleton rises yes, up out of a coffin yes. and its mouth is a speaker and it's like damn that's kind of badass this guy's like we gonna light it up on fire and then like a phoenix starts flying around they it's got like, queen okay. bee in there fire no they don't have queen bee wouldn't it be nice light it up baby I don't know. maybe one of those guys going crazy maybe one of those guys is from queen bee i don't know okay anyway what's next all right dude next let's talk about let's talk about overtake Okay, so Overtake is one of two uh, race car animes this season, and Overtake is the one that has actual racing in it. Uh, photographer Koya seems to be suffering from some sort of anxiety issue. He's he's taken to only working shoots of inanimate objects, clothing, shoes, etc. He freezes when he's faced with a living subject, when anyone is looking back at him through his camera. He just, he can't deal. He starts freaking out and he puts the camera down. And his career, because of that, is becoming quite stagnant, and so... During a job at an F4 racing, not F1, F4, it's four Fs, 
during an F4 racing event, however, he becomes swept up in the passion of the sport, and he's so inspired that he wants to sponsor one of the teams. Great animation here. The car CG is a little meh, but the characters look great. Uh, the designs are really nice. And from uh, while I've seen a ton of like well-animated sports shows that couldn't really hold my eye, this one has something that's more important than just like rivals and decent animation and all that. And that is a cast of instantly likable characters. I, right off the bat, was like, yo, everyone in this show is fucking great. Unclear if this is gonna hold up, honestly. I've never been a huge sport boy, but this first episode is a fucking banger. It's a tippity top. Okay, it's tippity top. It's a tippity top. I really enjoyed this one. Tippity top. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's do another one that I watch. Uh, this is one that we spoke about. I was teasing you a little earlier. Here we fucking go. Um, so let's uh, let's keep it in line with uh, racing anime. Let's talk about MF Ghost. You sack of shit. You, you, you're fucking with me. He's fucking with me because there's one show that he keeps getting real close to clicking on that I know he watched. All right. MF Ghost is the other racing anime. Uh, I did not, when I first watched this, know that it was a sequel slash spinoff of Initial D. Yeah. Do your research, kids. Uh, a new form of motorsports known as MFG has taken off with millions of fans worldwide. And, half, and a half-Japanese young man from England has come to race, and apparently he's trying to find his long-lost father. Seems to be going for this old-school look uh, with the animation. I did not. I just didn't like it. I just didn't. Roger will have some input here, but I just did not like the animation. And Premiere manages, I thought, to be pretty fucking boring, personally. Sets up a lot of character motivations, but there's, like, almost zero racing. Yeah, it didn't really do it for me. What do you think, man? Um, I know you liked Initial D, yes? Yeah, yes, I did. I loved Initial D. And I think if you watch Initial D, you kind of set to the, the animation style. Mm -hmm. So... You know, maybe that will, you know, impact you. I, I don't reflect on the animation nearly as harshly. I actually am quite fond of it because okay. it feels nostalgic to me. Sure. Um, and I also respect the artist because his designs don't look like anybody else's designs. Mm -hmm. It's it's hard to find that in, you know, even, even older stuff into now. It yeah. feels like everything is inspired. This feels like it's its own thing. I, I will say, if I may interrupt briefly, that when I first watched it, I was like, yo, this is ugly as sin. And then I saw that it was like a part of initial d and i was mm -hmm. like okay they're going for the old school nostalgia yep. thing yep that that definitely yep. took the edge off yep um and the other big thing is you could watch this show without it really you know without seeing initial d so uh, so i so have the, read so far there people. are people that are alluded to there is one character that's in initial d but you don't even need to know that yeah um i highly suspect our boy here is trained by takami Yes, yeah. he rolls up in a car that says eight six on the side. Uh oh. Um, you do not get a big race in the first episode. It is a setup to the second episode where you're going to get the race. And let me tell you, bar none, I even with overtake, I I might give this one a try. Mm hmm. Bar none, are you ever going to find an anime that does races more interesting? I I almost I. With the power they have with CG now. Mm -hmm. I'm going to watch the second episode. And I will come back to you next time when we do a ramble. And okay. you can ask me. Now, you can ask me, hey, what, ask what did you think? Did it did it hold up? But Roger, I will remind you that for you, good you buddy, only, for my for, project, yeah, You only do one. We only go off one. You only do one, and that's fine. What I'm saying is, is okay. I, I'm trying to tell the good buddies that we'll might be interested in this. We'll give it a chance. Yeah, yeah go for that second one because... 
Initial D did something that was so impressive. Mm -hmm. Something that I could care fucking less about, which is driving a car real fast. Yeah. Honestly, like, I again, I did not know this was part of the Initial D universe. Yep. And at the end of that episode where the cars start moving and the music kicks in, my in, my first thought was, deja vu. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, I looked it up. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, the music, I guarantee <laughs> the music is hopefully going to be good. Now, I have been let down with anime, you know, that, that was very important with music. Yeah. It was a big design, and they, like, toned it way back. Um, hopefully, the music is good. I feel like the races are going to be incredible. It's like whenever you watch those badass fights and are yeah, really yeah. good shown in anime, these races are on the same fucking par in Initial D. Okay. Even with that older ass CG, even with the older animation, even somehow they managed to make a manga that was so good to people that they were able to get this manga with still images of races into moving in action. All right, man. Um, well, then I got to know. I think. I I'll think, tell you first. Okay. I had it as a snoozer. Yep. I think it belongs as a cliffhanger. I will allow now, this. Now, for me, for me, I think it's probably somewhere higher than doing just fine and has a good chance of becoming a tippity top. Okay, fair. Uh, but if we're splitting the difference. Now, <laughs> I have not watched the last two movies of Initial D. Okay. Um, I, a lot I, of qualifying going on here, baby. Yep. Go on, go so on. So I need to finish those. <laughs> But I don't think I need to finish them to to enjoy this. So I am excited about this anime. But for where we are on tier list and yes. ranking it, I'm gonna tell people that it's a cliffhanger. Okay, it's hanging on that cliff. Let it hang there. Let that Let second episode come in. And if that race sucks, drop it straight straight to the snoozing. Okay. I don't think it belongs in the glacial chasm. No, it wasn't. There was nothing at any point. terribly offensive. I yeah. mean, there's a little bit of fan service. He yeah, stuff. there's a little fan service, and I yeah. like the both of the characters, the two main characters, yeah. or whatever. I it like seemed them. Okay. Um, they definitely felt very similar. And Initial D did something really well with like the romance and the stories. I don't want to break into it too hard. Yeah. You, I think that you would appreciate how they handle I'll, it. I'll have to go back and check um, them out, maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe one day. Maybe maybe next year we I, can we can work on some ambitious projects. I just want to tell you, I did not expect MF Ghost to be the one we spent the most time talking about. I mean, I think I think there is still talk to come. Yes. Um maybe not about MF Ghost, but in this in this here tier list. All right. Uh okay, so we're gonna we're gonna put it at the bottom of doing just fine. Doing just fine. I thought we said cliffhanger. Uh yeah, sorry, cliffhanger. Uh, I don't want it next to the demon sword. I don't want it to bump that one off. So <laughs> You know the rule. Okay, yeah, cliffhanger. No, I'm put sorry. It at the top. Put it at the top of cliffhanger. Okay, Fuck okay, Demon, okay, okay, Demon okay, Sword okay, Master. Okay. This is this is the biggest cliffhanger, I think. Yeah. This okay. is a good spot for okay, it. Okay, okay. Okay. It's either gonna I'm, I'm kick trying to have off. fun here. We got 36 MF goddamn Ghost anime. Is either gonna kick off of Demon Sword Master and get all the way to the tippy top, or it's gonna try to and just slip its ass down yeah. to the snoozer. I mean I mean the the the, the race to watch. Okay. Pun intended <laughs> is which one of these race animes overtaker MF Ghost. I, I thought Overtake was very cute, but I mean, pulls you into seen the. It. I will I will go ahead and check this out, just because there are two race animes. I'll it's give good. it. I'll give it a go. We'll see which one ends up being better. Yeah, I'll, give I'll, it I'll the, watch more MF Ghost. I'll give it the college try. The you college know? try. The college try. All right, what's next? All right, man, we're gonna talk about Shangri La Frontier. Shangri La Frontier uh, is. Man, it's something. You can definitely see that they put some effort into this one. I don't know if you can see the image there, but there's a goofy, mostly naked dude with a with a bird head, which is pretty fun. Uh, so, <clears throat> Shangri-La Frontier. VR games are all the rage, <laughs> but for every great game, there are 20 trash ones dropping. Main guy Rakuro just finished the worst of the worst, and with nowhere to go but up, he decides, you know what? 
I'm gonna try the newest one that has all the hypes and he gets Shangri-La Frontier. He is immediately shocked by how good games can be after all the garbage he sifted through. The art in action, very smooth. Yes, it's another VR MMO series, but damn, it does look fucking good doing it. Moreover, dude is basically goes full on deprived with his character. He starts with like only his underwear and a goofy bird mask that he wears mostly to hide his face because he doesn't want people to see his face when he's running around in his underwear, which leads to some decently funny visuals. That said, it's still a VR MMO series. I don't expect it to go super deep, but for right now, I'm pretty shocked by how good it is. I got it doing just fine. All right, doing just fine. Yeah, I liked it. We're gonna keep my boss at the very end there. Okay. Um, What's next? Okay. You know what? We did a whole bunch with big titles. Let's go with the one with the smallest title. Let's talk about Shy. I'm so shy, Brandon. Wow. Tell Stop. me, tell me about why I'm so shy. I know you're shy. You can be shy with me. That's a Leon Bridges <laughs> yeah. song. Y'all don't you, know that. You don't need to be shy with me, girl. <laughs> Stop this. Okay. In a world where superheroes are real and war has been eradicated. Wow. Shy is a young girl who is the hero of Japan. True to her name, she's very nervous and timid, but when disaster strikes during an appearance at a theme park, she leaps to an, into action and saves almost everyone. Almost. After one girl she couldn't get to in time ends up in critical condition, Shy is unable to call on her powers. She just can't do it. She, she's doubting herself. But trouble doesn't stop. And she has to try to help again. Decent art. It's a little bit slow. Does throw out a few little hooks to get you in. Um, there's a mysterious character seen in the background of a couple scenes. This weird little Momiji who like, why is that kid hanging out everywhere? More heroes showing up to assist. It's not nothing. Uh, spoiler alert. I will just spoil this one. At the end of the uh, first episode, the girl who was in, who landed in critical condition that she couldn't save, she gets out of critical condition, and you see her on her first day at school going back to school with her crutches. And who's she in class with? Shy out of her superhero outfit. They're going to be classmates. Kind of cute. Uh, it's not nothing. It's just a little slow. I still think it is worth watching right now. Off of one, I think it's also doing just fine. Doing just fine. Above my boss's goofy. My go. boss's goofy staying on the end of doing just fine. Let's size that up just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. What's next, baby? Okay, up next, we're going to do the Kingdoms of Ruin. Man, this one's some fucking shit, man. Um, okay. Let me get it up in my notes. Da, 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 da. My thing is not moving. Hello, can you work? <laughs> Thingy's not gone. There we go. Kingdom of Ruins. Okay. So... Kingdoms of Ruin, uh, okay, so God created humans and witches. Witches were given a portion of God's power to protect the humans, but so many centuries later, the humans have advanced their technology and turned on the witches, deciding they don't need them anymore. Our flying machines fill the sky, our massive cities fear no storm, and we've got smartphones. Now, Chloe, who is a very powerful ice witch, travels with her young apprentice, a human boy named Adonis, who is also capable of using magic somehow. Together, they attempt to avoid the witch hunters, and then the show goes all episode nine of Devilman Crybaby on us. Long story short, this is a revenge show about a patriarchal society that enslaves and kills women. Not only are they being lynched in mass and enslaved, but the show also bothers to degrade the women first. The main character, main the main death in this episode comes after this witch in question is 
has been stripped in front of a huge crowd who is screaming, show us those witch tits and snapping pics on their phones. The fact that the show seems intent to focus on Adonis as the revengeancer is a little bit annoying, honestly, but you know, that's how they wrote it, whatever. Your mileage may vary. I could definitely see some people who are willing to look past all that shit and see it for the revenge fantasy show that it is. I personally was really bummed out by this one, so I put it in the chasm. All right, this one's going in the I, And I will point out, this bitch is violent as fuck, y'all. Like, it gets really rough. Uh, but yeah, I personally put it in the castle. I know there's going to be people out here who disagree with that, and that's fine. We can agree to disagree. But, All right, man. Well, yeah. let's try to cute it up a little bit. Cute it up a little let's bit. Let's talk about I shall survive, uh, survive, survive. I shall survive using potions. Shall I shall you? survive. Oh, no, not happy to be using potions. <laughs> All right, I shall survive using potion. Uh... God hits another oopsie. God's doing a lot of oopsies this season uh, and kills a young lady who's leaving work. To avoid further oopsies, he sends her to another world for reincarnation and cuts a deal with that world's God that gets her an OP skill. Our girl chooses as her OP skill that she wants to be, she knows she's like, this is going to be a fantasy world. It's going to be magic and monsters. How do motherfuckers die in magic and monsters world? They either get killed because they got injured or they die of some kind of sickness. So you know what I want for my OP skill? I want to be able to, at will, create any potion I want in whatever container I want and give me a, you know, item box, uh, other dimension to keep them all in uh so that's what she gets now she's you know op isekai bullshit she's she proceeds to isekai it up it's honestly a super cute show but it is kind of slow simplistic art that isn't much to look at but it does have a little bit of a charm to it it's all right i got it in cliffhanger it's all okay. right it's all right all right it's pretty cute it though in cliffhanger yep, yeah yep i was making Looks sure good. nothing needed to go there now nah, now nah, you want to keep okay. my bosses goofy on yeah 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 all right, so this one's kind of wild. I actually watched this one, and then I was like, I got to get Haley to watch this one because she knows about French bullshit. So the Tear Moon Empire is basically fantasy France, and Princess Mia is the princess of this. Oh, there we go. There you go. Yeah, He's fiddling with the oh, stuff. Geez. All right. The Tear Moon Empire is basically fantasy France, and Princess Mia is the princess of fantasy France, and she's basically fantasy Marie Antoinette. And unfortunately for her dumb ass, the fantasy revolution has come. She is imprisoned where her only solace is a diary that she keeps for three years. And when she is finally brought out of her cell, she is marched before a throng of citizens placed in the stock of the guillotine and beheaded. Jesus. And then she wakes up. What a relief. It was all a dream. But what's this? A bloodstained book next to her on her bed? Ah, it's that diary she kept. It was real. So essentially, we got one of them reincarnated villainous shows, but instead of getting Nisekai, she's been timey-wimey backed into being an eight-year, uh, like, eight years Kind of back. funny. That's the name of a new magic deck right now. One of the yes, Doctor yeah. Who decks. Timey-wimey. It's, it's a Doctor Who thing. I'm so sick of hearing Calm that. Calm down. <laughs> you, you know how many people I had asked me for timey-wimey? This man hates Doctor Who. Everybody. <laughs> Everybody wants Doctor Who time want well not everybody the other people that hate Doctor Who could give a shit less but it's gonna be okay like you you gonna, you gonna pick up on those timey wimeys probably not no. no I mean honestly the the decks look okay but you know I I don't gotta have anybody to play magic with why would I bother yeah it's true 
Um, but yes, uh, she ends up getting timey wimey back in time, eight years total, back to when she's like twelve, I believe. Uh, before eight years before her execution, so three years before she was in prison, five years before that. All right. Hopefully, this time around, she can avoid her fate. Cute enough, it does give me some heavy fucking whiplash because the opening is legitimately harrowing as fuck. You watch this girl suffer in prison and then get fucking killed in front of a crowd of people with a goddamn guillotine, mega guillotine. We love you. Uh, but then like right after that, the fucking intro happens when she comes back and it's like super cute. And she's like, you know, all chibi style. And there's like legitimately a cartoon ass guillotine. Who's like, Rr, Rr, Rr. and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's, it's a lot to take in. Um, it's fine. It's goofy, goofy, all bullshit. I will probably give it one or two more for now. It's Midland. I got it at cliffhanger. Uh, it's hanging on the cliff. Okay. It's Midland, baby. It's Midland, but okay. maybe it'll get there. I don't know. Okay. What's next? All right, man. Let's scoot this up just a little bit so we can see our team right here. Okay. <clears throat> let's talk about. Let's talk about one, Brandon. Uh oh. He go with this fucking shit about. again. I know what you're gonna pick. Go ahead. What am I gonna pick, dude? You're gonna make me think you're gonna pick one, and then you're gonna pick Kami Arabi God App. You know what? You sack of shit. Kami Arabi God App. I'm getting sick of your shit, dude. Okay, Kami Arabi God App. It's a battle royale death battle series about a high school kid who yeah, blah 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 death game blah 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 weird app on his phone blah blah everybody gets crazy powers blah blah lone survivor becomes god CG animated the CG is not the worst I've seen it is not the best I've seen by a long fucking shot you know I think what I think it has some really dynamic shots with the CG yes you did also watch this one yep I watched this one I think it has some pretty dynamic scenes. The action scenes. But are I decent. think some of the scenes are not dynamic. Yes. And I think it reminds me of you know when you're a kid and you don't really understand the color settings on your TV? And maybe oh, adults. Like okay. a lot of people don't do that. Yeah, I can so see that. So you this. just smash that shit to vivid. Yeah. Because it has the biggest backlight. Yeah. But you're not smart enough to know to You're let, fucking up. You're fucking it let's up. Let's go into the expert settings and we can just, you know, dial the color the way that we want it to. Yeah. Or, or choose one of the more nuanced uh, presets and then turn the backlight up on that. Just keep it on the fucking game settings. That's what I do. Yep. Uh, but yeah. That's it, what this, the way the show yes, is animated. I could definitely see that. Um, I will say the one thing is the story has a little bit of potential because there's like this karma based wish system, it seems like. But it's also just really overdone and kind of hard to look at most of the time. Also features yeah. a school where the dress code is apparently IRS from WWF. Everyone's wearing like yeah, no sleeve collared yeah, shirts with is, fucking. This is the first suspenders. show that I've ever seen that has the the male uniforms or the horrible uniforms. Yeah, uh, and also let's talk about it. Our main character just start just is at one point jerking it in front of he his just, crush. Yeah, he just starts whacking and he's like, you know, why am I doing? And you know, I can think of one other anime. <laughs> That does something like that, and that's Neon Genesis. Yeah. And you know why it's okay with Neon Genesis? <laughs> okay. It's because... Because he's the lowest of the low. <laughs> because you sit through Neon Genesis, the movie, is that's when it happens, in Evangelion. Yeah. You sit through all that time with Shinji. Jesus, You boy. learn to, to know who Shinji is on a personal level. They spend a whole lot of time building that character. Yep. And they give you this weird-ass moment... But it kind of makes sense because Shinji is fucked up. He's and the fucked first up. thing he says right after he does it, I'm so I'm fucked so up. I'm so fucked up. <laughs> this guy's just 
So he just fucking blows one and starts running, dude. Yeah. He hit the, what did we say? Ejaculate and evacuate. <clears throat> he hit the come and go. Wait, wait, we were texting each other about this. Roger's pulling let's up see, the let's see, let's, just, let's see. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Um, Roger, no. I said, I said, uh, you know, that scene was something when we started talking about it. Uh, but this is this show tries way too hard to be edgy. It's one it of does. those death games often do that. It's hard to do yes, one of these well. Yes. Um, and I mean, the most surprising part was when they had that old boy pull out his meat and bop that bologna in front of the girl he was interested in. Yeah, that did happen. I said, I couldn't even, dude. And you said, yeah, man, that part was wild. Then blah, 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 kill each other, become God, been there, done that, lol. Yeah. I said he cranked that hog and ran. <laughs> you said he didn't even finish. I said... I think he might have finished. Yeah, I said... Uh, I talked about the CG a little bit. Yeah, and yeah. And let's see. The Oni Fairy suggested that he did finish, I believe. Yeah. Uh, apparently, busting did not make him feel good. Yeah, there we go. Back into it. Busting did not make him feel good. Damn. Hit her with the come and go. The old... Roger says, the old pump and dump. <laughs> easy come, easy go. Yeah. <laughs> But busted high, feeling low, Scaramouche, Scaramouche, will you do my fun Wongo? Scaragouche. Scaragouche, will you do my fun Wongo? Wango? Man had to ejaculate and evacuate. Oh, Lord. And okay. That's, that's where it ended, but... And with that, into the chasm it goes. Yeah, this one belongs in the chasm, man. <laughs> it's kind of it's trash, This shit y'all. sucks, dude. Whoop, you put it in snooze. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. There you sorry. go. Yeah, it is, it's not good. <laughs> I didn't much care for even it, Even no. for... You can do better with even other edgy death game anime and stuff like that. You you just can. Like, these characters suck. There's nothing good about them. <laughs> the, one of them right again. out... One of them right out the gate teases himself, teases his friend with killing himself. Yeah, it's fucked. And the, the only, again, the only thing that has me mm-hmm. a little bit interested is there's this like karma based wish system Here's, where he, you basically, dude kills someone in the game and apparently feels bad about it. So he uses his karma based wish to bring them back to life, at which point everyone hates him uh regardless of yeah. how they actually felt this because is, he lost all his karma this is gonna be it's gonna which is up, interesting i yeah. guess uh, i guess it has some interest to it but i think it's gonna be that thing that you used to say about uh uh watamote oh no where like it's just gonna give this anime it's, a reason just to just dump to keep all of, shitting on this yeah, dude just yes give you're him right the ultimate shitty life dude you're everything yeah i just dude i can't man you know this yeah, it sucked. It, it was in, trash. Yeah. It was trash. Sorry, everybody. It was trash. What's next, baby boy? Okay. Okay. Um, let's talk about I'm in love with the villainess. A lot of villainesses around this time of this. I mean, they're, they're everywhere right now. They're everywhere right now. And you know what? Most of them I'm pretty cool with. Uh, I'm in love with the villainess. All right. So this one, it's an isekai, wouldn't you know it? Office worker passes out while playing her favorite Otome game and finds herself waking up as the commoner girl in that game. She is not reincarnated as a villainess. Wow. But she is in love with the villainess. Uh, she, of course, has no interest in the regular romance path, and she is, in fact, hopefully, hopelessly obsessed with the villainous girl and is a bit of a masochist as she seems to love getting bullied by said villainous girl. I usually end up enjoying these villainous shows, uh, but this one was honestly just a lot of goofy jokes with no real substance. I will probably give it another one or two. I will say that having done a little research on it, read up on it, and uh, other people's opinions and stuff, apparently this one is kind of well known within um, the within the, the the fucking community as being like a really decent novel slash manga, whatever it was, um, that actually has like some really shockingly realistic like 
character like apparently at some point there's a bit where like the homegirl who's in love with the villainess who's like hopelessly in love with her she's talking to her roommate and her roommate's like so are you gay like what's the deal like they have just a real ass conversation about like her sexuality and like her feelings and stuff and it's like apparently really well done um this first episode though was like a fucking lot i would probably give it a couple more but for for, for one episode i think it's a cliffhanger okay it was fine and there we go we're now we're gonna have second. to zoom back yep. out again because we're we're uh we're we're moving these rows and they're probably gonna keep on moving y'all there's a lot of uh a lot of stuff in the middle chunk of this one. I don't mind telling you. Oh, we can't get the one fifteen. You know what? We're just gonna just, keep it. Just, just scroll this, it all this, the way this. up. There, there you go. go. That looks fine. Even though we got this blue bar, I'll just. That's you know. fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It'll move again in a minute. What's next? Uh, let's do the Yuzuki family's four sons. Yuzuki family's four sons. All right, four sons, aged twenty-three, is a teacher. 13 and 12, both first-year junior high students. Hmm. And six, elementary school student. They all live together and do their best to make it. They are four men living all together, yet they are all alone. Um, the second youngest narrates this first episode. Uh, he is trying to find a place within the family dynamic. The eldest handles... Uh, everything at home leaving him leaves the eldest exhausted the second oldest is basically the cooler version of him because they're in the same grade uh but he's older and cooler and then the baby is the baby you gotta love him ends up being a pretty cute story about the family dynamics and them being there for each other art's pretty good overall though it's a little slow and boring there's not a whole ton going on here also the subtitle this one this is a real bummer because this is a this is one not unlike boss is goofy but this one's just fucked is where the subtitles just don't work on this one mm. the boss is goofy it's some of the like in jokes and whatnot the translation stuff but this one the subtitles are just bad like they legitimately look like they ai generated some of these subtitles like they full-on just put them into a translator they do not work really um, and there's even some. I made that noise, dude. Don't worry. Okay, I was looking. I heard you looking, man. There, you didn't. I heard hear you. you. I, oh, sorry. I saw you looking. Sorry for the Calvin. Okay, for everybody listening, there was a rattling noise, like like a like a bug or something in the room, and I freaked out a little bit because we've had issues. But in the past, <laughs> all right. Point is, the subtitles in this one fucking suck. They look like they just put them through a translator, and then there's other parts where like they literally have the subtitles twice on two okay. lines. We're gonna and have to go through AI generated they're like, subtitles. We might, is, is and they're like, gonna happen? even that, like they literally have the subtitles on two lines twice, and they're like slightly different. Like it was trying to pick which one, and they both made it in somehow. It's fucking weird. Uh, yeah, maybe those will get fixed, but I don't know. Overall, though, show even without that, it's kind of boring. I got a snoozer. It's not, it's not a bad snoozer, but it's a snoozer. Okay. It's just kind of slow, kind of real. Top slow. of the snoozing. It's top of the snoozing. Sure. Okay. All right. Let's talk about. I've been looking at this one for a while because I feel like I have seen this anime like every season ever. It just Berserker keeps happening. Gluttony. It just keeps happening. All right. Fantasy world with game rules. Fate Graphite, yes, really, that's his name, has a quote-unquote useless skill called gluttony that makes him hungry, like, all the time. Of course, it turns out gluttony is actually super busted and he can use it to steal skills from others. Super basic, takes uh, takes itself a little too seriously for my taste. You could do worse than this one, I guess, but personally, I was like, eh, seen it a thousand times. I think we got another snoozer. That's a snoozer, baby. Snoozing at the lodge. Preserve yeah, honestly, I will say some of the action scenes look okay, but 
come on, man. I'm I'm kind of tired of watching the dudes with like the all black and the killing all the bad guys, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. It's just mm-hmm. edgy bullshit based on a game show. I don't know. It's whatever. You know what? Let's. Why don't you tell me about Freerun Beyond a Journey's End or Beyond Journey's End? Freerun Beyond Journey's End is, I think, the second or third show I watched this season. And it almost made me cry. It definitely made me tear up. It's, oh. it's just a beautiful premiere, honestly. Oh, man. So Freerun is a mage and an elf, and her party has just defeated the demon lord, and they're returning to the capital to celebrate. Fifty years later, she still looks as young and vibrant as ever, but her human companions have grown old. And from there, it's this beautiful story of connection and loss and regret that ends with her maybe taking on a young apprentice, but mostly just feeling bad that she never got to know her human companions as much as she could have. And it's honestly just really fucking beautiful. It's really, really good animation. I would say borderline movie quality animation. Really nice character designs and this bittersweet resolution that honestly did have me tearing up. I like it. It's a tippity top. Now, is I this, really is this like going to be a scenario in which uh, she begins to fall in love with Apprentice? I doubt it. Uh, I really, really doubt it. Um, okay. The Apprentice, when she meets them, is a child. Uh, so, you know, I wouldn't put it past an anime, but this one, I think maybe is i don't think is going to take that path it's a but i, right I really like this one it might okay. be my favorite show this season honestly so off of one episode it's probably my favorite okay okay well why don't we why don't you tell me about a girl uh, you know what you know what dude i yeah, think you it's don't time. want that one i think it's time that we talk about one that i watched you sack of shit <laughs> Let's talk about Under Ninja. You sack of shit! Okay, did you actually watch Under Ninja? Fuck yes, I I'm did. I'm so dude. fucking glad because I really need your goddamn opinion on okay, this one. Okay, yes. I'm I'm fucking I'm fucking lost because I don't know if it's awesome or awful. I don't know if this is a streamer okay. or a steamer. So I do not know. This is yeah this <laughs> this here show it's some is shit. easily the it contends with the weirdest show that I've watched it's all season. It's weird as fuck, dude. It's a different kind of weird, but it contends. It is up there. Okay, let. Let me get my spiel out. Okay. okay. So it starts with this really bad looking Does it Counter-Strike. Feel like they're making fun of Americans. <laughs> yes, yes. It's like some Counter-Strike go looking soldiers finding Rock this body. Roll. Yeah. And they find this body that was apparently decapitated by a ninja. And then it cuts to some more traditionally animated students yeah. on top of a rooftop. They're talking yeah. about ninja shit. Yeah, and the whole time, ninja. I'm, I'm not sure if they're like actually real ninjas or if they're delusional teens. I don't know. And then we see our main guy apparently, he's working on his blow dart skills. And then Eventually, yes, he does shoot a blow dart out of out, by farting into a straw. Full on fart. He farts into a straw. I don't, I don't know. I wish I was deranged enough to come up with that on my own. Anyway, it's weird as all fuck, but it's super fucking slow. And every time the tension starts to build, it cuts to some other yeah, bullshit and kills it. it from you. It just kills the momentum constantly. Every time there's a little bit going for it, it's like, eh, let's go to this scene that's nothing. It's just dude laying on his back doing nothing. I'm like, all right. I where it, what do you think? It man? pulls the fucking ninja on you, dude. I don't know. So, it's also, I will say, has this weird like nationalist thing going on with like the uh, there's ninjas everywhere in Japan and blah blah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Yeah. But what do you yeah. think? Um, I think the animation for this one is actually quite fucking cool. It's um, it's very like it feels like that kind of low effort thing that's actually 
awesome. Yeah. Except for that first bit with the Counter Strike Go looking dudes, which yeah. again I think is part of the I joke. I think that's part parody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this show's rock weird, and dude. roll. That's it's so strange. You do not want to meet a ninja. Jesus Christ. And then yeah. there's there's a foreigner or whatever, an, an American that wants to go to Japan to become a ninja. He is every weeb that you've ever fucking met in your God, life. God, he's so weird. And that shit is fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's some shit. Um, I, I don't, I don't know, man. What I do you think. I mean, this is so. I think this thing does the thing that um, uh, MF Ghost does or whatever, okay. where, it <laughs> where leads, it's like you gotta see episode. Yeah, two. it, it, you know. I think this show sets out a lot of hooks by just how fucking strange it is. Okay. And how well it cuts. It it kind of reminds me a little bit of of Chainsaw Man. Okay. Um, okay. It kind of reminds me. Okay. Because there's a certain level of seriousness in that show, but there's also this level of goof. Yeah. This level of violence and this level of fucking silly. I don't know if, how unconvinced I am is coming across over the audio. Now, I'm not going to say that it's Chainsaw Man. Okay. I'm just saying, I'm just kind of making a light comparison in the styling, the Okay. So what do you, I'll tell you, not unlike MF Ghost, I had this one, I, I struggled to put it in either cliffhanger or snoozing. I, I think this one's tippity top, dude. You're insane. I think this one's tippity top. I will, I will allow you to put it I, in doing just fine. I There's think, no way this is a tip. I think this shit no is fucking going, way. gonna go fucking nuts, dude. You're insane. There's no way Are it's gonna Are you not gonna give it to three? No way. I will give it three. There's no way off of one it's going tippity top. There's no way. Dude. I will, I will, I will break myself and let you put it in doing just fine was literally my favorite thing that i watched out of everything uh, okay well i love this shit i'm vetoing tippity top i will let you put it anywhere else i told you either snoozing or cliffhanger i will let you put it doing just fine okay i'll let you put it at the top of doing just fine but there's okay, you cannot fine. i cannot be convinced i'm sorry okay dude i mean i think this show has a lot of weird shit going I, for it i will give it three and it is it's so weird and it tugs you away from things. It's smash cuts. The show is fucking fascinating, dude. It's definitely some <laughs> shit. It's definitely some shit. I I am unconvinced, but it is some I shit. Don't know that I can't I've, deny that. I don't know that I've ever watched a premiere of something and said, what the fuck, so many times. I will say and this. That intro fucking rips. Oh, it does. That the intro rips good ass. Outro's um, pretty good, too. I that thought, intro rips ass, and then the dude rips ass I and thought, shoots a dart with I it. I thought for sure with one thing that I watched this season, I was like, well, this is a show that I've said, what the fuck, more on than any other yeah, premiere no, I've I was, ever seen. I'm there with you. And then I watched this shit, and I was, I might have said, what the fuck, one or two more times. Okay. 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 Just the, the goofiness. The lackadaisical, lackadaisical it is weird as fuck. storytelling. It is absolutely strange. If it drops, if you go on that next episode and it drops a hot fire fight scene, this shit is going to be fucking top tier. Man, it would have to. It would have to. It would really have to. And if it does that, I will, I will re, we, everything will be reassessed. But there, off there, of there one. Is, there is a second episode and I, I only watched two episodes of one of these shows. Okay. And, and this one I really wanted to, but I was like, I should use the time to watch something else. Okay. And, and you know it definitely i think skews how i feel about the other one since i watched that second episode okay. i don't think i can unskew it but um certainly dude I, okay fine it's doing just fine but it's at the very top okay and i think it has high probability to move up it it definitely can yeah it's just so straight i don't know i've i've 
it really is just the stop and start na- yeah. nature of everything it that did it for about me. this show is so weird that okay. it's just fucking great to me. I'm real I am really glad you watched that because I, I, I yeah. wanted to recommend it, but I was like, I don't want to influence him because I feel like I can't yeah. say check this out without being like, it's so fucking weird. Yeah, I was fucking I was chuckling, dude, because they were definitely making fun of Americans. Yeah. Okay, they were definitely doing it. Okay. And they were doing a good job. <laughs> they were doing a good job. And the amount of times that I heard the word fucking ninja. Yeah. Uh, have you seen that terrible fucking? Because this is the one that Ninja kept coming to mind. Everywhere. The one that kept coming to my mind. Have you seen the awful, very racist music video some white lady made? Who she sells bed and beds, and for some reason she thought it would be a good idea to make a music video where she sings a song called "I Want to Be Ninja." It's fucking terrible. Y'all know what I'm talking about? No, I have okay, no that's idea. basically the guy from the end of this fucking show. It's oh yeah, fucking horrible and right. Ra- like, look up the music video. It's awful. She says that shit, and she's like, I'm gonna chop, chop, chop on down. Like, right next to an Asian lady who's just staring at her. It's the most fucked up shit I've ever seen. It's bad. Is it? Is it like that? Is it kind of like that via the, the, the Jesus, Jesus Christ is my M word? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit, but like, less, less like weird that like i don't even know if that's necessarily racist i think, that guy's just, I think that's, that guy just the joke is that he just doesn't get it this I, one I this like that is like parody i don't think that yeah that, no the there's no way that's real. real yeah this one sure seems to be real and like no joke i looked it up like just the other day because i was like you remember this shit Haley?" and i showed her and then it was like there was that and then right next it was like from you know i want to say like five six seven years ago and then right next to it was another video from the same lady i guess she made a new music video three months ago that's the same song i'm like bitch are you still doing this no way it's crazy anyway okay ninja show one one last one last note about uh under ninja oh god i fucking love this drunk neighbor his drunk neighbor the, the was drunk very neighbor funny. neighbor lady is He has to get great. the toilet paper for her. She and she's is like, fucking great. He's like wall running to get the toilet paper. Yeah, and then he turns around and looks anyway. Dumb And it's hell. not even, yeah, it's, it's not, not even, even like, like fan service. It's just like, yeah. it's just like, yeah, she's taking a shit, dude. She's just sitting there taking a shit. Yep. Dumb as hell. I'm, All right. I'm very interested to see where underneath we, this. I will watch more of it. I promise okay. you. I will, I will give it at least three. Yeah. Regardless okay. of how the second episode is, I will go to three. Okay. All right, what's and, next? and I, I, I definitely, be, I believe you, and I know that you'll be, you know, going to unbiased, dude. I will attempt. Yeah, to, yes, okay. as much as I can. Okay, what's next? Stardust Telepath. Stardust Telepath. So, Roger, I don't know if you've ever cared about the cute girls doing cute shit type of anime. Sometimes, but if you were ever going to watch one, this might be the one for you. So, I like the. Across uh, what is it called? The oh, uh, place further than the universe. Place further than the yeah, universe. That yeah, that was pretty good. So this one. Is about a young girl named Umika, and she got the anxiety real bad. Mm. So she can't talk to people. She feels no human could ever understand her. And as such, her dream is to meet and befriend an alien, thinking that maybe an alien could <laughs> understand her. I love it. <laughs> and so on the first day of school, she meets you, a very outspoken pink-haired girl who claims to be an alien and who claims to be able to read thoughts and emotion by touching foreheads. Super cute show, super relatable characters, very nice. Uh, definitely gives off the Yuri vibes. I don't really expect it to commit, honestly. Uh, but it has a little bit of mystery to it. Is you actually an alien, or is she just able to tell what Umika's thinking because she jitters so much that it's super obvious? Unclear. Did she actually come from another planet, or did she just run away from home and is squatting in a lighthouse? Unclear. But it is very wholesome and super cute. I got this one just fine. It's it's really cute. I don't know if it's going to stick with it. I don't know if it's going to keep up. I don't know if any of these are going to keep it up. They probably won't. A lot of these are going to change. We've seen it through previous seasons, but this Doing one. Doing just fine. I liked it pretty good. What's next? 
Uh, let's do a girl and her guard dog. Been interested in this one. Oh boy. All right. A girl interested or in what dog you think dog. about this one? Because I, I noticed I was like I was like oh, uh, it's a, it's probably about a girl and her dog. And then I noticed her in the arms of this, uh, this dude. samurai dude here. Uh, so he's a he's a yakuza. Uh, <laughs> so a five year old way girl, of the house husband. Are we about to do way of the house husband? It's so much worse. A five year old girl is orphaned and goes to live with her grandfather, who happens to be a yakuza boss. She is assigned a bodyguard who tells her that even if they aren't related by blood, she's his family and he'll always protect her. And she immediately falls in love with this guy. Years later, she's starting high school. She has never had any friends because they all, they're all they all like, oh, I heard she's from a mob family kind of thing. And wouldn't you know it, her bodyguard, who is now 26, has managed to get himself enrolled as a student in some reverse 21 Jump Street shit. This is a grown-ass man. Like, okay, so when... Is he portraying when, when like he's younger? When, when, is he, he hello, fellow, fe hello fellow kids in it? He, he, he just looks like a tall teen because that's how they draw him, but... Come on, man. So, it do you do some math. When, when do you start high school? Like 15, 16? Probably 15. Mm -hmm. Three years of high school for Japan if they get out oh, when they're 18. 14. 17, 16, 15, uh, it, 15, might be, 14. it might be different in Japan. 26-year-old man. <laughs> uh, all right. So, anyway, uh, the art is honestly not great. And on top of the substantial age gap and the fact that he, by his own admission practically raised her he says dude also doesn't seem to have much respect for the girl's agency several times she tells him to stop that or don't come in without asking and he does not stop that and crawls onto her bed i feel like the show wants you to look at him like a literal dog the way that he dotes on her and whatnot but he is not a literal dog he is a grown fucking adult man and it comes across very fucking skeevy and i didn't like it and it's in the chasm okay it's going to the chasm. it's bad it's bad okay okay uh let's talk about Let's talk about Ragna Crimson. I hey. hate this title, so. I guessed right. I thought you might go with that one next. All right. Ragna Crimson is a fantasy series featuring, wouldn't you know it, Ragna, a dragon hunter who's more like a squire for the real badass, Leonica, who is a 12-year-old child prodigy dragon hunter. Ragna tries to get stronger, but is haunted by visions of her death and visions of a strange older man who is apparently very powerful. Eventually, the faithful day arrives... Uh, when these visions are apparently going to come true and the city is being destroyed and that same man appears in another vision. Apparently, the way to stop Leo from dying is for him to give him his power because it turns out that's an older version of him and he did manage to get stronger. He's like, I got to get stronger is what he kept saying. And he did get stronger. Now he can stop all these dragons. And so he bestows his powers upon this guy. There you go. Action scenes are okay and whatnot, but it uh, it manages to prove my side eyes wrong because I thought it was going to be really weird about, like, this dude and this very young girl, blah, blah, blah. Honestly, the relationship is mostly like a big brother kind of thing. It's honestly not Nichon, bad. on, man. Yeah, there's, like, no fan service or nothing. It's kind of just cute. Um, the big deal here is that according to some stuff I read online, uh, specifically from, from some Fate Stay Night fans... Uh, the dude's whole plot is shockingly similar to the story from Unlimited Blade Works. In fact, the author all but confirmed that it was his inspiration at some point. It's literally just he took that story and was like, what if instead of wanting to kill his younger self, he bestowed his powers on his younger self and now his younger self can be all strong? There you go. That's that's what he did. He just took this other story and kind of put his own little fan work spin on it. And that's fine. I've never watched any fate. I thought it was fine. Your mileage may vary. Uh, it is kind of generic bullshit, though, so I got it in a cliffhanger. But it was fine. 
It's fine. Hang on that cliff. Okay. It's fine. Okay. What's next? All right, dude. Let's talk about mm, Undead Unluck. Okay, so this one's rough, right? So this one uh, is on Hulu, in fact. Um, I was actually interested in watching this one. I really, but, I really want you to watch this one so I can get your opinion. But here's the problem. What's the problem? His, uh, Hulu's bullshit. You're done with Hulu. I don't have Hulu anymore because nah. it, was, it was attached to my phone subscription, and uh, I upgraded my phone, and uh, now I have now I have Netflix for free. Uh, so Kat and I have to to bounce back. You know. Okay. So we're gonna. I'm gonna have to do the Netflix. Gotta cancel and the Netflix yeah, and then get yeah. the. Okay. We just have not done that yet. I would like to get your opinion on this one. I will try not to get all spoiler on this one, but I'm gonna spoil some stuff, obviously. So this one's really fucking nutty. It's about a girl named Fuko who her whole deal is that anyone who touches her is cursed with bad luck. And she's like rogue. Yeah. And they basically like die. Like if you touch her, then all of a sudden the bridge you're standing on collapses and you get hit by the train underneath you. Well, this big old boy's touching her right here. Let me get to it. The secondary character is they end up calling him Andy. He is basically an undead lich of a dude who cannot be killed and he wants to have a real death. So in an attempt to one, he ends up like basically saving her from some bad shit, uh, slash saving himself from some bad shit a little bit. But point is, his whole deal is that he keeps touching her in an effort to die, and it is often pretty funny. It's got some really clean action shots. The art's really decent. Those are the pluses. Here are the minuses. In an effort to trigger her bad luck, he chases her around, grabs her, fondles her under his shirt. Not great. Uh, really wild premiere that would, honestly, I would put it like way higher if it weren't for all the groping and shit, but that's part of it. The dude's just kind of a weird now, gross dude. Now, is consensual groping? No. No. Okay. No. It, for all intents and purposes, I probably should put it in the chasm. I'm putting it in a cliffhanger because honestly, I, I, again, this is another one that we're basing off one episode, obviously. Here's my bullshit. I did read a little bit about it, and apparently this one gets way better. Okay. So I've heard from from manga readers, but uh, yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of rough. Okay. What's next? All right, I man. think I know what's next. You know what we've been doing, dude. Let's talk about Megan Dolly. Don't don't do it. Don't end with Protocol Rain. Do not end <laughs> this with Protocol Rain. <laughs> Protocol Rain's trash. You cannot end this with Protocol Rain. <laughs> You've been, this motherfucker's been skipping around <laughs> Miggy and Dolly all night. Now he wants to make it the second to last one. I will not allow it. Okay. We're doing Miggy and Dolly last. Talking about Protocol Rain. Protocol Rain. Protocol Rain is trash. <laughs> <laughs> Protocol Rain is about a dude who used to love gaming but I swore could, it off. I could feel it, dude. You sack of shit. Your energy just went. He's <laughs> like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> I'm not allowing this. Dude who used to love gaming but swore it off. Uh, Apparently, they don't outright say it, but it appears that he swore off gaming because he was playing a video game one night and his sister was like, come on, play with me, play with me. And he was like, no, I don't want to play with you. And then she runs off and I guess she got hit by a car or something because now she's paralyzed. That's the time jump. Carcoon? She got truck-cooned. Carcooned, whatever. Uh, Car-chan. Car-chan and truck-cooned. Oh, we forgot to mention in uh, Kami Arabi the random cat that gets Yeah, I, I left that out. Like, what the fuck? There's <laughs> a random bit in that one where a cat gets hit by yeah. a fucking truck. It's shit. Uh, Kami Arabi got that app of shit. You already knew that. It's down there in the chasm. Yeah. Right. 
Uh, so anyway, she apparently got paralyzed while he was playing a game. That's why he swore off gaming. Now he's working at a gaming cafe to support his family and save up for school. But he's pulled back into the scene when the owner of that cafe needs new blood to join his esports team. Character art is okay. The backgrounds are garbage. And the game they play looks laughably bad. It's like this horribly animated, <laughs> CG animated first person shooter that looks just shit. Uh, it, like laughably so, which is unfortunate since apparently they're going to be playing this game a lot. Moreover, it's also painfully slow and boring. I got it as a snoozer. Snoozing at the lodge. It and could, with that, it could not. It could not end on on protocol. I would rain, not allow this. I would God, not. Allow. I, oh man, that was that dude. This might have been the best build that I've. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> that I've ever ever constructed. Okay. Just trying to decide which one that I would end this shit on. You're a monster. And leave there for you. Because you thought for sure, I knew you're like, hey, it's just gonna do this shit last. It's gonna make no, me no. As soon as, as soon as it was down to those two, I was like, I knew you were gonna do that shit. And I was like, oh, fuck did you? Man. Okay, okay. As soon as I saw those were the last two, I was like, he's gonna fucking Either do way, protocol. Either way, I still right? won. It was hilarious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, dude, what are we what are we talking about here? We're talking about Miggy well, and Dolly. What are we talking about? Okay, so the first thing I wrote on here is I have no idea what this is. Going blind if you can. So if you at all care about a weird kind of mystery series. Uh, that I've only watched one episode of, but Roger has watched two, and I will thank him not to spoil anything for me. Please go watch Miggy Dolly 54321. Here we go. So this older couple visits an orphanage, and they are struck by Hitori, a boy who seems perfect. They adopt him and begin their lives together as a perfect family. Of course, all is not as perfect as it seems, as Hitori is actually a pair of twin boys who, through a convoluted series of tricks, are fooling the couple into believing they're as perfect as they seem but to what end this show's weird as fuck it's full of strange moments me and Haley watched it together and we were i've said it several times to you roger at one point we were literally just screaming at the tv like what the fuck what is this what the fuck it was crazy as hell um the odd way they slink around the mom randomly swearing in english when she messes up the pot she's baking shit yes just and, and not even like not doesn't even hit them all my shit toe. no she just says shit like just straight up it's rowdy as all hell. The table switch. The fucking table switch. Mm -hmm. What is that? Imagine, if you will, someone's hiding on the table. They are your twin. You're going to switch places with them. Why? Wouldn't you just kind of be like, oops, I dropped my fork, sloop down, and then let them sloop up? No. They do it so much more complicated than that. It. So imagine the sense of dread that you would get from, like, the promised Neverland or the sinister mystery of, yep. of Death Note. But instead of dodging demons or supernatural murder, it's just these two little twinks that are switching places at the dinner table without anyone noticing. Th this level of mundane bullshit that they bring such a level of terror and horror to, it's just insane. It's crazy as fuck. And I, I guess time's going to tell if it adds up to anything, but I it is, it is certainly interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's good, but it's interesting as fuck. What do you think, Roger? Um, so the person, I, I have never watched the anime, but the person that made yes. this also made, uh, haven't you heard? I'm Sakamoto. Yeah. Haven't you heard? I'm which Sakamoto. is, which is a cult fucking classic. Yep. People love that shit. And he did, I believe, pass away yeah, very this, recently. Yeah. They, they passed away. Um, I, I don't know if it's a female or male. I, I think it's, I, a I think guy? it might I don't be remember. a female. I don't know. I'll need That's what I'm up. saying. Let there. me look it up. Let me um, look it up. but yes, they did pass away and this was the last work they had done. Uh, so I think they actually did finish this too. So uh, this shit is—it's—it's it's tragic that they won't get to see the fucking you know anime. Obviously, but. this shit is so fucking weird, and it's so interesting, 
and um, it really does. You you kind of no, no, uh, illustrated by Nami Soto. Yes, yeah, you were correct. There. You kind of you kind of took the words out of my mouth. Whenever it's like it's like Promise Neverland, it builds this weird tension. Yeah, and I'm here to tell you that that tension does not stop. I will not tell you anything else. But, okay. Uh, I did watch two episodes of this because I could not look away. It's so fucking weird, dude. It is so fucking weird. Everything about it is so goddamn... And it starts with, like, the very beginning of the episode has an un... un, So far, unconnected to the rest of it, just what appears to be a lady bleeding out on Christmas. Mm -hmm. Like, in the street or something. It's Yeah, just a giant head wound. Yeah. It shows so strange. So I had a very difficult time figuring out where to put this because I don't know if it's good, but it's for sure fucking interesting. Mm-hmm. What do you think, man? I want to know where you put it. I started with it at Cliffhanger, and I ended up moving it to doing just fine. Okay. I have watched two episodes of this, and it has skewed my opinion totally to saying it's a tippity top. You think it's a tippity top? If it if it keeps doing what it does in the first episode, which it does in the second episode, okay, without saying anything else, this show is fucking great. Now, again, we usually go off one, yep. but Roger, like I'm going to let you skew you know, this That's one. why I didn't go to two on any other ones. Because sure, this sure, one sure. definitely like, kept looking away. And by the end of that second episode, I was like, I fucking love this show. It's it's so, it's rowdy as all fuck, man. It's like among the I'll wildest things I'll be things fair I've and I'll put it at the bottom. Okay. You know? Okay, okay. All these other ones got a good fair shake. This one I watched two of, and yeah, I man. am bumping it up. So we'll, we'll give it at the bottom. Bit. Let's scroll up a little bit. Yeah. Other way. There, there you we go. go. Close enough. All right. Let me see if I can. You gonna zoom in a little zoom bit? It's a bit much. Yep. Too much. Yep. Too much. Yeah, we're working. We're working on the screen, it, y'all. It, it, it fucking zooms crazy. You know, this is for the audio people. There we go. That's good enough. That looks good. Yeah. Well, there we go. Highlight yep. yep. that. Yep. Ah. Yep. Good. Good. Yep. This is what you come to click, the podcast. Click over here, for. like next to the bar, like just to the left of that. Like click on the on the black there. There you go. You're good. You got it. Okay. This fucking guy, we're over here fucking around fucking on the computer. Fucking guy. All right, so we got Mickey Dolly at, at, at Tippity Top. Uh, yeah, I think I'm fine with that. The show, it's so fucking wild. Um, yeah, rowdy is all hell. Yeah. I just, I, I was lo- like, he's like, like when he's given the dad, like the dad wants, like, oh, it's always been a dream of because they can't, they couldn't have kids. Yeah. So like, it was a whole thing. He's like, it's always been a dream of mine to have my back rubbed by my child, and like, he's like massage his back and then he's like hit his back and they're like just jumping back and forth the two of them just beating shit out of this old man's yeah. back to like give him a back massage it's in it's just what is this yep i don't know what it is but it's hard to look away <laughs> you know I, I don't know what else to say about it it's just it's just rowdy yeah it's rowdy and the parents fuck. are fucking goofy as hell they're so weird everything's weird yeah it is it's so yeah yeah you just gotta watch me and dolly give it a go yeah it's wild uh so you want to take it from the tip the top of the tippity top let's go from the bottom up oh you want to go bottom up that's how we i think that's how we usually do it so okay let's talk about it y'all uh that's our tier list if you are watching this wherever you're maybe may or may not be watching this uh then there you go you're looking at it there it is but for everyone listening and everyone who wants a recap in no particular order Here's all 30 fucking six Some of, of them these are shows. In particular order, Some though. of them are in particular order. Uh, <laughs> but from the bottom of Snooze in, in Snooze Nether Lodge, we got Protocol Rain, Berserk of Gluttony, A Returner's Magic Should Be Special, Kawagoe Boys Sing Now or Never, A Playthrough of a Certain Dude's VR MMO Life, 
the Yuzuki family's four sons. In the glacial chasm, the real garbage, we got a girl and her guard dog, KamiyarabiGod.app, The Kingdoms of Ruin, and Budareba, The Story of a Man Turned into a Pig. Cliffhangers, we got Undead, Unluck, Ragna Crimson, I'm in Love with the Villainous, Tear Moon Empire, I Shall Survive Using Potions, Paradox Live, the animation, Firefighter Daigo, Rescuer in Orange, I'm giving the disgraced noble lady I rescued a lesson in naughtiness, which I think, I don't know if it's actually the longest or it's tied with another one we're going to hit, but it might be the longest title of the season. The Vexations of a Shut-In Vampire Princess, Ron Kamenohashi's Forbidden Deductions, The Demon Sword Master of Excalibur Academy, and MF Ghost, Tippity Topness Pending. Uh, doing just fine. We got My Boss is Goofy. At the important, bottom there. Yeah, important place. Important, there. important that that one is the bottom of doing just fine. Stardust Telepath, Shy, Shangri-La Frontier, The Family Circumstances of the Irregular Witch, The 100 Girlfriends Who Really, 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 Really Love You, My Daughter Left the Nest and Returned to Nest Rank Adventurer. Now how many reallys did you say? That's five reallys. <laughs> Bullbuster, Our Dating Story, The Experienced You and the Inexperienced Me, Under Ninja, Tippity Topness Pending. Yep. And at the tippity top, the ones that are not pending, they made it there. Miggy and Dolly, Free Ren, Beyond Journey's End, which might be my personal favorite. Overtake and 16-bit sensation, another layer. And with that, my God, we did it. We're done. No ramble today. It's already getting hot as fuck in here. Yep, we had the, we had this one. house cooled down to a nice, a real nice, nice 69, 69 degrees. Uh, and I'm pretty sure we're pushing 75 now at least. So let's bust on out of here. Roger, uh, do you have anything you want to say to the people or should I just hit the plugs? Um, you know, hopefully the, we do have, I do, did do a little mapping for schedule. So we should have a pretty consistent finish to the year. Yeah. We're, we're um, going to do some like every other weeks, every week kind of stuff. Um, because stuff's getting weird with the holiday season, obviously. It always is. We are in the fight right now for... Well, it's not really a fight, but mm. what we're going to review for the Halloween episode. We're, there's a couple... What's, what's scary? We got options. Something, something that could be scary or should be scary or something that is scary because... Specifically to one of yeah, us. Yeah, because no, but one of us here does not want it. And maybe two of us here. I, you know... One yeah. of us was kinder than the other. Um, Whatever, man. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, we're um, gonna we're gonna figure it out. We will have something. I'm leaning next time. towards that one right now. Okay, but I, I'm will, along for the ride. I will take yeah. whatever you give me. Okay, okay. But uh, that being said, thank you so much for listening. We will see mm -hmm. y'all next time, probably two weeks from now. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this tier list, and if you didn't, feel free to tell me how wrong I am. If you think that actually y'all gave KamiyarabiGod.app such an unfair shake, and I need you to reassess this and watch two more episodes, if I get one person. To find me on the Discord and tell me that I will watch two you more episodes. Put in the, the YouTube comments. I, I will for YouTube. I will get this video edited, and then I will put what videos I haven't up already up, and then I will pass the keys over to Brandon finally. Oh, for the for the fucking yeah to thumbnails and, and yeah. images and shit. So some of the thumbnails will be baked in. You'll have to make the thumbnail. Sure, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, if you have any opinions on these, and actually you're like actually overtake a shit, and MF Ghost should be on the top instead. 
that's fine. Tell us about it. We'd love to hear from you. You may do this. Uh, you may comment on the uh, YouTube channel, Rapid Kick Media, where you may or may not be watching slash listening to this. You also have a number of different uh, options for social medias that we mostly don't actually use. Easiest one, obviously, is the Discord. Jump on there. Uh, link should be in the description. And if you're listening to the podcast, maybe check out the YouTube because we got the, the actual video up. You can see us fucking around on this tier list and Roger trying real hard to not highlight the word cliffhanger by accident. Um, so you can hit us up and check us out. And if you are on the audio portion on uh, whatever podcast app you use, Apple Podcast, uh, Google Podcast, leave us a little rating and a, and, a, and a comment. We'd love to hear from you guys. And if you send us any questions, as always, we'll get to them on air when we have time and can. Uh, beyond that, I want to give a shout out to our musicians. Thank you, Married with Sea Monsters, a.k.a. the Mary Janes, for our opening theme, Paper Doll. That one's on marywithseamonsters.bandcamp.com. You can't find it nowhere else. It's a great track. Uh, we also want to give a shout out to our good buddy, Haas. That's Thomas Taste Better on Instagram and Dungeon Witch on YouTube. Both of those are all one word on Instagram, Thomas Taste Better, and on YouTube, Dungeon Witch, for the use of our closing theme, The Buddy's Good. Thanks a lot. And I think that about does it. Do you have anything else? Are we good? We I busting think we're on good, out? Man. All right, we're busting on out. Uh, you got one to take us out on. Do we have a little clip from this one? I think we do. I think, okay. So, from all of us here at the Good Buddies Anime Universe, I am your good buddy, Brandon. No, I am your good buddy, Roger. And I'm just. Hang on, I'm just, uh, I'm actually, this whole time I've been uh, working on this nice pie. Let me just see if I can. Oh, yeah. Trying to get this. Yeah. God damn it, the dough isn't. No, it's supposed to go. Shit! Shit!